Anna here. Did you know I have another podcast? And did you know it's all about failure? Well, at this point, you'd have to answer yes to both of those questions because I just told you. But my other show isn't just about failure. It's about failing your way to success. Yes, success. Because the most successful people are often just the people who've gotten up the most times after their failures. Don't believe me? Go download Fail Your Way to Success wherever you get your podcasts or go to failyourway.com for more info. Now back to the show. I wouldn't say we fell in love right away. I think we were, as they call it in the biz, trauma bonding. And then after eight years of being insufferably sober, I started drinking again. Addicts tend to be rather sensitive people. Aren't you Mark Maron? I'm like, yeah. And she goes, what happened to you? Hi there, you're listening to Light Hustler, a podcast about addiction, recovery, spirituality, sharing our dark to find our light. And this is one of those interviews from Facebook Live, so sound quality is what it is. Oh, and I am Anna David, if you're welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're here. What brought you here? Feel free to email me and tell me. Or, um, no, no, email me put it on social media, whatever. Anyway, I'm glad you're here. If you have listened to the podcast before and you're a returnee, I'm super glad you're here too. And so my point is that this is from a Facebook Live interview. And so the sound quality is what it is. And and the guest is terribly popular. So there was a lot of interaction um, with people her friends, her family members, everybody chiming in. So so if you don't know what's going on, that's what's going on. Um, I give her a proper intro in the middle of the interview because I forgot to do it at the beginning. So I'm just going to tell you right now, Gail Sachs Rodriguez is a writer. She has also worked um, as a substance abuse counselor in uh an all-female prison in a men's sober living program. And she was in my writing program, All the Right Moves. We talk about that. And she also has an essay in the anthology I recently released called Darkness Before Light, 12 Writers on Addiction, Sobriety, and Recovery. And so we talk about all of that. What you should know is that there are still spots available in the very coaching program that we talk about. If you think you might be interested in sharing your story, go to alltherightmoves.net. Right is like writing, A-L-L-T-H-E-W-R-I-T-E moves.net. It is an application only program, which means that we need to speak before. Um, You can just, you can't just sign up for it. So check out the site. And um, if you're interested, email assistant at annadavid.com. Yeah, also check out the anthology on Amazon. If you're interested, it hit number one in all its categories, substance abuse, um, uh, 12-step, drug dependency, all the fun categories, and it's only $3.99. With that, let's get into the interview with the ever so charming and funny Gail Sachs Rodriguez. Hi, I think we're live. Hey. Um, hi. hi. <laughs> um, I am live here with the one and only Gail Sachs. She's a fabulous lady. So if you like the people in your life, go share this now. Wouldn't you say, Gail? <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Share if they me. hate the people in their life, what should they do? Also share it. Totally share me. 
Share Gail. We were just, just trying to decide if she looks like she's naked. I think not. I hope not. We have okay. to start this in an exciting way, Gail. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, we have Beth, Bobby, Mama Ju here. You guys, so we are going to be talking all about Gail's career uh, working with female inmates, uh, working uh, um, at an all-male sober living program, and her writing. So if you are at all interested in recovery, addiction, uh, writing, this is the time to tune in. And please feel free to ask questions. Um, we already have people here. Did you know that Beth said um, skinny, young, and naked? That's you. That's how I like to describe Ooh, you. I think she's describing you. I don't <laughs> think so because I think Beth knows you and not me. This is true. Okay. So I am putting the URL for Gail's uh, blog up on the screen. So if you're watching this live, you can see it. It is my life in the middle ages dot wordpress.com go there um if you want to hear stories about addiction and recovery but with a really wonderful attitude and pov um so and and jessica saying you're killing it already oh god okay thanks jess all right <laughs> good so, so let's start with the blog what made you start the blog i think initially when i started writing probably around 2009, it was a way for me, almost as a, a way to get the story told that I thought that I had to tell, which was a lot about my mother, um, her history as a Holocaust survivor, um, as somebody who ended up uh, taking her own life. Right. And I, I think I had pigeonholed all of that into the only story that I had to tell. Um, as we went along, as I went along, I also branched out into many other things, including a lot of very funny things. Um, so I always try to let people know that like my life was not tragic. I didn't triumph over tragedy, um, that I had a lot more to say. And when I started working with, on a volunteer basis with female inmates, I was leading a writing workshop with them that changed into something else. Every time I saw them, something they said gave me a title. And I always say that all of my blog posts start with a title. Interesting. Yeah, so they would say something and that would be the basis for a blog post that I could kind of uh, knock off in, in 40 minutes and look back on it and say, wow, that was pretty good. Like that described the scene perfectly. So not to put you on the spot, but for anybody who wants to write blogs, can you give an example of one of the things somebody would say that turned into a blog post? Um, well, yeah, I think one of my favorites, which which is probably one of the most poignant things I've ever written about was Gail, what have I always told you, uh, colon, tough love from a heroin addict. And the Gail, what have I always told you, um, was said to be by uh, a wonderful, wonderful man in the halfway house that I worked in, who always used to say, you can't get too close for, to us. Mm. Basically saying, we're gonna die, some of us are gonna die, 
you can't get too close to us. And on a day that he relapsed, after many, many years, uh, months of being clean, I ran out before he was taken to a detox and he hugged me and he said, Gail, what have I always told you? Mm. And then he died about um, three months later. Well, so when you say that, that, you know, some of it's funny and some of it's tragic, a piece like that, there's no humor in something like that. Or is there somehow light under the darkness? Yeah. I mean, he was an extremely funny person. Um, so I might have captured that a little bit in there. His was the first death that was like a punch in the gut. And I was new to the field. Um, there had been a couple of deaths before his, but his like really felled me to my knees. And I'm not exaggerating. It was really, really hard, but he was such a full of life person. Um, so maybe that's not a great example of a piece that has much that's levity. <laughs> no, that's okay. <laughs> well, and okay, so the title of the blog, as you can see up on the screen, My Life in the Middle Ages, doesn't really sound like it's a blog about what it's about, right? Right. And I'm also not middle-aged anymore unless I'm going to live to 106. So when yeah. I, yeah, which of course I am. I started it when there was a better chance. I mean, when I was kind of middle-aged, I started it before I was in menopause. It was like life was grand. Um, so it's kind of a misnomer at this point. But my life took a really dramatic turn when I was about 45. I changed careers. Um, I had been a nonprofit fundraiser for 25 years. I became this person that I didn't like. I had to be somebody other than who I was. Mm -hmm. I got remarried to the man of my dreams. This all happened when I was 45. Bef there's some pieces in there before I met my wonderful husband about online dating that are really, really funny. So it was kind of what was happening to me at that time. Um, but then took on a life of its own um, since then. Most of the pieces that have gotten the most recognition have been about my work in the recovery field um, because they are the most poignant and they do provide a lot of humor as well as tragedy. Right. Well, and I, I like, yeah. Well, and that's a good transition into uh, you were recently a part of a number one best-selling anthology, which I know because I edited it and selected yes, you did. it. And yes. it's called Darkness Before Light. Remember, I was just trying to remember the subtitle. 12 Writers on Addiction, Sobriety, and Recovery. So this was an anthology I put together. It's the first volume. I'm going to keep putting more volumes out there. And I reached out to some writers, and Gail, you were the one writer not in recovery that I reached out to. You, to. Did I tell you that? I don't think I told you that at the time. So you didn't know till you read the book that you were the only writer who did a piece not about being in recovery. Right. And I, 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 I don't know. Uh, yeah. And I wish that I had put more of that in the piece. I wish that it said somewhere that I'm not in recovery. Um, and it's very clear when I write for places like The Fix or on my blog, I do make it very clear that I'm not in recovery and that I have this other viewpoint. 
Um, but it's an honor to be alongside those writers. And I, I, I mean that very seriously. They are an amazing bunch. Um, I've gotten to know some of them virtually, just like I've gotten to know so many people through you virtually who are all incredibly talented and it's amazing. Um, well, okay, I, I hate to stop you on that. <laughs> Anybody who wants to get the book, it's $3.99 less than Starbucks. Uh, it, the, the URL is up on the screen and you can just go to tinyurl.com slash darkness before light and you will be brought to the Amazon page. So, um, and yeah, it's very cool. We've gotten a great response. It just came out last week, shot to the top of the substance abuse category, drug dependency category, all the most fun categories on Amazon. <laughs> yes. And um, and so so what was it like? I you know, I'm just curious because you were you had such a good attitude from the beginning. Not that everybody doesn't, but you know, you were like, yes, I want to do this, and then really like getting all your friends involved, and then hey, we should do a reading. <laughs> <laughs> Great idea. Um, yes. Over Facebook Live since we're all over the world. Is I, know, I know. Um, so what was it like to be part of your first anthology? Uh, it's incredible. I mean, I, I can't believe it. I don't know if I can consider it a book since I'm still a purist and I don't read things on Kindle. Like never will. I don't care what you say. But I, I get it. It's a whole new world. Um it, it's very surreal that I can actually say that I am part of a number one best-selling Amazon book. I, say that whole sentence, Gail. I want you to get comfortable with it. I am part of a number one best-selling Amazon book. Good. That was good. But I want you to learn to say it a little faster. You know, the words. <laughs> But, um, but yeah, and by the way, I am just figuring Amazon out. I am I can create a way that people can get the actual paperback of the book. You want that? Yeah. Um, okay, so that's something I'm working on. So then you will have to count it as a real book. Um, Absolutely. Okay, I will. But um, I, I yeah. am I allowed to tell people like what you and your coaching program did yes. for me? Were you yes. gonna turn? Well, you're gonna turn that down. You're going to turn that opportunity. I am not. I do not turn down free promotion now or anytime. So no, but I, I mean this in all sincerity. I don't even know where you found me or how we found each other. You know this? I do because I was running after party and I sent Danielle Stewart, who was one of my writers, out to look for the best blogs about addiction and recovery. And she found your blog. I don't know how she found it. So then we awarded you that distinction then we were in touch i think yes we were emailing okay so uh for those of you who don't know anna runs an incredible coaching program called all the right moves and i have always wanted to put all of this this story that i thought had to be told um in a book form but i'm lazy I will say that I am lazy and I didn't know what I was doing and I never would have done it without the guidance of Anna, who has a really foolproof system of putting together a complete book proposal from beginning to end. Um, it, it takes dedication. It took her support. The other writers in the group 
artists, they're incredibly talented. And it, and Anna always said to me, you have a story to tell. Like she made me believe that I do have a story to tell. Whether the original idea is one that I feel needs to be told right now, I don't know. Because the recovery writing is really what got me, what has gotten me all fired up. Um, but the first proposal, I've submitted it to some agents. It's there. It's complete. Now I'm diverting a little bit and I'm going to be working on a proposal for something else, working title. Okay. Oh, this reminds me of your bio. I told you this is very casual. Um, oh. However many minutes, 13 minutes into this, I'm going to read Gail's bio because it includes information about this. So Dale Sachs Rodriguez has written for the Huffington Post, Salon, Thought Catalog, and The Fix, and has appeared on HuffPost Live. She's currently writing You Ain't No Soccer Mom, a memoir about her time working with female inmates, as well as being a counts the counselor at an all-male sober living program. So that is what you're currently working on. Yes. And because of you, it's not going to take me six months to put together a really compelling proposal. Um, I know how to do this now with confidence because of really the, the foundation that, that you gave me and that you've given to a lot of other people. To be clear, I am not paying, am I paying you a dime to say I anything? swear to God, no, she's not. She's okay. really not. But I feel like the stories that I got from the women in prison and then the men in my the halfway house, and now in the uh, rehab facility where I work, there's something so sustaining for me and I think for anybody who would read what I have to write that I'm really, really excited about this one. Yeah. Um, really excited because I, I, it's not, again, it's not about just me. It's about me learning from these people. I mean, I went into their lives thinking that they were going to learn something from me. And I've learned more from them than I ever thought was humanly possible. And my work has changed my life completely. Um, how has it changed your life? Well, A, they let me in. Some of these disenfranchised people, they have let me in and, and they see that I'm not in their lives to judge them, to talk down to them. And so they're open and honest with me about their vulnerabilities, um, which are very real mm -hmm. um, without, with how they feel like they've destroyed their lives with their shame um, and then at whatever end of a cycle, whether it's somebody who's completed 30 days in rehab or six months in the halfway house, it's sharing their victories with me. Um, and it's incredible. Well, I would, a couple comments I'd like to point out. Your husband has chimed in that he knows you're not paying me because he would know. Uh, <laughs> oh God. Thanks Rick. I love, uh, Vicky is saying you're awesome. Sarah is saying, wow, Gail, you're dipping into some really awesome people from all walks of life. Donna is proud of you. Oh. Yeah, people really like this Gail. I'm noticing. That's my sister. Donna has to say she likes me and she's proud of me. 
you know what? My brother, did you see him commenting that he likes me and he's proud of me? Nope. I, my brother, where's my brother? He's on here somewhere too. Um, so, and so but what was interesting to me about when you were talking about the writing is this idea that you worked on one proposal in the coaching program and then decided I'm going to put this aside for now and work on something else. And I think it's so important because writers who think, oh, I'm just going to write this book. I'm going to spend five years writing this book and then I'm going to go make a million dollars. And then, um, you know, it's just going to be so great. No, 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 no. Writing is continuing to write. We get better and it only increases our chances. So um, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Well, I think the subject, you know, I've, I, you and I talked a little bit about, you know, I'm sort of obsessed with the Patrick Melrose novels. I forgot about that obsession. Did you finish watching it? I did. And it was amazing. But in reading um, an interview with St. Aubin, yeah. who, who's a bit of a pretentious asshole, but he's brilliant. So who cares? Yeah. He, he decided to sort of shroud the Patrick Melrose novels, um, even though they're completely autobiographical. He didn't want what he called, he didn't want to write what he called a misery memoir. Okay. And that really like that term, and I'm actually in the middle of writing a blog post about this, um, really stuck with me because I feel like what I was writing about my mother, about suicide, about Holocaust survival, kind of felt a little bit like, was this going to be another miser misery memoir? And who was going to be interested in reading it? And I didn't want a Holocaust memoir. I didn't want it to just be about suicide. So I sort of struggled with this. The whole recovery universe, I mean, it's, I don't want to say it's a hot topic because that's ridiculous. Um, but it is. And I don't want to waste my funny. Right. Right. So, yeah, keep going. I got something to say about that. Okay, because I really am funny as well as um, digging really deep. Like, I can do both equally as well. Right. So I think I want to be not known as, as a writer of a misery memoir. I want to be somebody who writes something funny and poignant and real in the field of recovery. And yeah. Well, I, I'm so glad you said that. I mean, because my thing with St. Aubin, the reason I'm obsessed with Patrick Melrose is that, that he's funny. I don't even care that he's brilliant. He's just funny. Because so you, you kind of have to be brilliant to be that funny. But, um, you know, and my entire premise is share your dark to find your light because light is lightheartedness. You know, we didn't go through all of this in order to be miserable about it. Mm -hmm. and, you know, the way we shine the light for others is, you know, I always, when I was at After Party and even when I was at The Fix, I would always say to writers, um, you know, we're giving people, you know, trick them into saving their lives, make them think they're reading a humor piece, but really you're giving them the, the profound details that can save their lives. Mm -hmm. And I think you would be wasting your funny because if you've got that, I think it's an obligation to share it with the world. 
Yeah, no, I, I do too. And I'm not sharing my darkness. I'm sharing sort of their darkness. Although you've always thought that somehow my darkness was intertwined with the darkness of what I do. But you don't buy that, do you? Not really. No, my, my thing was just that, um, just that what you experienced in terms of your childhood and your mother I think subconsciously at least drew you to work with people who are struggling. Okay. Yes. That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you don't seem particularly dark, even though we've never met in person. I know it. Uh, you, you, you know, I'm not dark. Well, dark. Um, so um, I, um, people are lots of applause. Heather loves you. Um so, okay. And so, yeah. So by the way, about this, um, about this program, I am, um, here, there, I just put the URL back up all the right moves.net. If you want information, we are, Gail was in the first group. Um, we're now in the, I'm putting together the fifth group. People from every group have sold a book. So if you think you want to write a book, go to that website, check it out, all the right moves.net. And then you have to email me because you have to talk to me on the phone before it's sort of, it's an application, but don't be stressed out by that. Just email assistant at annadavid.com. Um, and there, we still have a couple spots left. So if you want to experience what I am not paying Gail to talk about, uh, <laughs> um, assuming you're a good fit for the, for the program. So I'm going to start in September. I'm putting the, my email up there. So, okay. So tell me, um, what really anything else that you want to talk about in terms of writing about recovery, the topic right now, how it's freed you up? Did you have hesitations uh, about going public with these stories? No, I, I'm not shy. I, I feel comfortable the way I tell my story. Um, I kind of grew up fast. So I was talking about my story People talked to me about what was going on in my mother's life at a very young age. So, I, and they spoke to me like an adult. So I was never nervous about doing that. Um, I think like everybody, I was worried. I'm still worried about when I submit something, I get really sad if somebody says, oh, sorry, you know, we're not interested. Yeah, yeah me too. I know. <laughs> but, but most of the time when I'm getting rejected, I just don't hear anything. Do you get, do you get rejections? I've gotten a couple of, sorry, this isn't the right fit. Yeah. Uh. But then I get, oh my God, like the Huff Post when they were like, yeah, we want to hear more and let's do this thing. Um, but I, I have confidence in my writing now. I'm much more confident than I've been um, ever. And I know what shitty writing is when I go back onto my blog and read something from a long time ago and something's really bad, I'll just delete it. And on the flip side, I can look at something from six years ago and say, wow, that was really good. And I'm going to repost this because it's worth, it's worth people seeing now. Um, so when did you start submitting to publications? Well, somebody found me. This amazing man is the first sort of mentor I had, and I've never met him in person. His name is David Chura, um, and he used to teach juveniles in prison. And somewhere along the line, he found a piece I wrote about my time in prison, 
And he started to include me um, in a series that he had called Kids in the System. And I trust him and trust trusted him and still trust him so much. And um, then I think after that, again, I got my confidence up. I was also submitting places to places that didn't pay. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, as you know, people want free content. Um, but once I started getting good feedback and hearing from strangers, that was like, okay, I can do this. Like, I must not suck at this. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep on going. The two things about that earlier, when you said, um, you said, I am equally good at writing humor and writing poignant. And I was like, it's really good to hear her talk with such confidence. It was notable to me how you said that. So mm. I, I know that you're more confident now than you've ever been. Mm -hmm. And in terms of submitting, I'll tell you back, you know, back in the day, back when, when we could make a good living as magazine writers, back when there are magazines, my dream when I first started was, um, was that I wanted to write for details magazine now long gone. Every time I published a clip, every time I got published in another magazine, I would mail because this yeah. was the dark ages yeah, yeah. article to details and I would never hear. And I did it maybe seven or eight times and then years later i get an email from the executive editor who'd never seen anything i ever sent him um and said hey i just read something you wrote you want to write for me so it it's like that i know you never know you never know and it's sort of like I, I know that the way the universe seems to work is we try and we try and we try and we have this idea and this plan and then something else comes from out of left field uh, because I believe we put in the effort and we get the reward. It's just often not the reward that we thought it was going to be. At that time or whatever. Yeah. At that time. Kind of like you with working on the first memoir and that was, you knew that's what you were going to do. And then actually what it led you to was this idea you're more excited about. Much more excited about. Um, so Mark is saying, as in Monopoly, just visiting. Um and I don't know, oh. know what that means. Oh, as I wasn't in prison. Thanks for clearing that up, Mark. Oh, your friends are as funny as you are. That's I my brother. Yes. I That's... thought your brother should clarify. Gail has not been to prison. <laughs> there is plenty of time. As oh, we this is true. If she lives to 106, she is in her middle. <laughs> so plenty of time for that. Um so, so we have to get close to wrapping up, but mm -hmm. is there anything else that you want to add, that you want to say, that you want to tell aspiring writers, um, anything about the anthology? I mean, for anybody who uh, is writing and frustrated, submit, um, don't give up, um, join Anna's group. And is it an all recovery group again this time? No, I will say that it does. Uh, the audience tends to be in recovery. I'm always very excited. I'm excited for anybody who joins it who's good. But I, I'm always pretty excited when it's someone who's not like we in one group, we had somebody who was writing a dating advice book. Um, so, so far, the people signed up for September um, I think there's one who's not. So yes, sign up for my program. I, we only run it twice a year and it's happening now. So if this sounds interesting to you, go to alltherightmoves.net. But anyway, Gail, go on with your advice. I mean, if anybody out there wants me to 
advise them on a pitch letter or anything, they can email me. Do you want to put my email on the screen? Nice. Yes. It's true. Um, what is it? Galesax at gmail.com. Um, so I hope you're not overwhelmed with people taking advantage of your generosity. Well, no, it's, it's fine because I, it's my pleasure to help anybody. So yeah. you say, so, so has writing become like your new passion or old passion on fire? Old pa um, yeah, absolutely. Old passion on fire. And um, so what about, what would you say to people who think, well, you know, I already have this career. It's too late. I mean, you mentioned at 45, your whole life changed. Um, so yeah. you know, people who say, oh, I've, I've already tried writing and I've been rejected or I put my writing out there and nobody reads it or I'm just, you know, it's too late for me. What do you what do you have to say to that? I don't know. Find that article where, uh, you know, people like, I don't know who the hell they were, Louisa May Alcott or whoever oh, yeah, were, yeah, yeah. weren't discovered until they were in their 40s and 50s and 60s. I don't know. Find that article and um, and don't give up. Listen, I'm, I'm a nobody in this writing universe. I mean, I'm more than I was eight months ago before I met you. Um, but we can all do this. I like the accountability of writing contacts as well. I would say that. I like having people that I can yeah. share with and say, can you look this over? Yeah. Tell me what you think. And people who are going to be brutally honest with you. Yeah. And that's one thing that we do have in this program is we have a face, a private Facebook group. And, um, and now when you did it, I was the book architect helping each person through. And I almost had several breakdowns trying to handle it. So now I've hired Kristen McGinnis, who's also, she's a best-selling author of six books. And so she works with each student. It's very worked out. It's like they get conversations in the beginnings, four opportunities for feedback, editing, all of that stuff. So wow. yes, I think, um, and you, you have people in your life too, uh, non-virtual friends that you show your writing to. I do, just, just a few, but yes, I do. Um, people like Sherry and Mark and all these people who are obsessed with you, Heather and Jessica and Juliet. Oh, look, there's Maureen. You're going to hear a lot about Maureen if you haven't already. What do you mean? When am I going to hear about Maureen? Uh, her book's coming out in oh, two weeks. Yes, yes, Maureen Cavanaugh. Yes. She has, um, Maureen yes. is involved with that Macklemore concert, right? Yes, she is. She's the executive director of the Above the Noise Foundation. Yeah, we are just promoting everything we can. Wait, anybody else? I can't see who's up there. Anyone else have anything else to promote? You and Maureen will absolutely get to know each other for sure. Okay, awesome. Well, so we have to wrap up. This has been yeah. so much fun. Oh, and I knew it would be. Uh, me too. So if you want to find out uh, more about Gail, go to mylifeinthemiddleages.wordpress.com. Check out her equally funny and poignant writing. Um, look out for her memoir, uh, I Ain't No Soccer Mom. You Ain't No Soccer Mom. Which I'm telling you is going to sell. I feel it in my bones. Yeah. And um, yeah, and uh, email her if you want to write and you've got a pitch. And if you want to sign up for my writing program, email me at <laughs> assistant at annadavid.com. Thank you so much for chiming in. Um, Gail, thank you. That was awesome. It was fun. Okay. Oh, we got to tell them to go buy our memoir. Uh, oh, Jesus Christ. Go buy the book. Go, go Amazon. Darkness Before Light. Yeah. So hold on. I, I know that we've given you a million URLs, but this is where you can get 
the anthology where Gail has the final piece in it. You can go to tinyurl.com slash darkness before light, the first Light Hustler volume one. And again, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bye. Bye.